I've been trying to make a difference But the timing's inconsistent You gon' tell me I don't listen And I know Baby, I'ma tell you I'm indifferent Said the timing's inconsistent Seeing you don't get the vision Girl, I know Baby, now don't try and get it twisted Know you got suspicions And I said I need some decent Wow, you what a song Pretty good, at really? Pretty sick song, honestly And that, for those who don't know Is our, our next guest Our guest joining us this episode Sebastian Cirillo Up-and-coming artist uh, He'll be joining us a little bit later, obviously But, uh we had him on. We recorded the interview like a week or so ago. And since that time, he's exploded even more. Like, yeah. I think during the time of the interview, you'll hear that at the time, only like a few short weeks ago, he was at like oh, 30,000 streams. Now he's at like 70,000 with 17,000 monthly listeners. Not too yeah. bad. Yeah. It just keeps rising, keeps rising. And I'm sure after this episode, it's only going to continue to go up. Yeah. I know. But hopefully a little lads bump. But uh, this is a this is a pretty special special episode we got right now. Uh, not only do we have uh, uh, up and coming artists joining us later in the show in Cirillo, we uh, we brought back one of the old lads, one of the originals from the first time around. He's uh, making a little guest appearance, a little cameo with McGee right now, and that would be our good friend, friend of the show, and OG lad Hudson Lambert. Hudson, how are you, dude? You know what, boys? I'm doing pretty good. It's nice to be back on the mic. Um, I feel like I'm back in my element here. And, uh, you know, it's good good to chat. It is. It's always good to have you back. Always good to uh, catch up and see how you're doing. And then in the bottom screen that I'm looking at right now with one of the best backgrounds, virtual backgrounds I've seen in a long time, <laughs> it's his first time guest on the Lads and Lawn Chairs, but we're very excited to have him. That's a friend of the show, his... His mom was lad of the week, lad out of the week a couple weeks ago, and that's friend of the show, Kent Nakamichi. Kent, how's it going, buddy? Oh, it's doing good. You know, thanks for having me on, guys. Really like the show. Glad to be here. So glad to have you, man. So uh, for those who are watching on YouTube, they can see right now. Um, right behind you, you've set up on Zoom one of those virtual backgrounds. Could you just like give us a little insight as to what it is, like describe it, and why did you pick that? Yeah, so actually I didn't realize I had this set up on here, but I guess uh, <laughs> as soon as I logged on, I had the Pizza Nova background, which is the beloved Markham uh, pizza spot that we like to go to, especially when we're drinking on a Friday night. Uh, actually, last night I went over to my buddy Dean's house. We played some basketball, had some a party Pizza Nova, ate the whole thing, course, and then we uh, went over to our friend Zoe's for a fire, like maybe two hours later. Got another party pizza, wiped that whole thing out. <laughs> so uh, it's definitely a popular spot. Dude, my yeah. question to you is, how are you feeling this morning after crushing two party-sized Novas? Uh, you know what? Honestly, oh, you know what? I'm mistaken. Sorry, that was two days ago. Yesterday, I slept the entire day. I slept from <laughs> 12, 12 till 9, woke nice. up, had some dinner, and then went right back to sleep, basically. And uh, <laughs> awesome. today, we're, today we're feeling rejuvenated. Today, we're feeling good. Good, man. Your dear mom, like, hey, Kat, like, what do you want for dinner? Do you want to go to order you uh, pizza? Just, oh! <laughs> That's yeah, always I don't know a if classic. I, could do it, uh, I don't know if I could do it three days in a row, but for Nova, you know, there's always a little bit of room. Yeah, there was one day we were at OC's house, and uh, we ordered two party size and a large pizza, and there was, like, seven of us there. We just polished off all three pizzas, and the next day I came home, and uh, my parents were like, yeah, like, we're ordering pizza for dinner tonight. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> oh, battle. Oh, battle. Yo, Philly, let's get into a little recap, I think. So yeah. last, last episode was one of the bigger ones we've had. We had Tim Hicks on, and it was 
it was unbelievable, man. Like, I still think about it all the time. Tim says we can go visit him in Burlington. I, like, let's make that happen. Let's grab, yeah. let's grab Nova with Tim. <laughs> let's grab some Nova with Tim. You know what we can't bring? Uh, actually, something that one of our one of my friends messaged me about, Colin Sinclair. He messaged me and said, Don's also doesn't do McGriddles after 11. So this all-day breakfast is so phony. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's literally like, it's so selective. It's not really all day breakfast. It's all day select items. Like what hash browns is such an essential part of the breakfast that should really just be considered breakfast. Like that, yeah. that needs to be an all day thing. How hard is it to throw in frozen hash brown patties Microwave. and heat them up Microwave at some point in the day? Like really, it's that hard that you have to take it off your, off your menu. And then make griddles. It's a little more complex. But still, like, is it though? Is it? It's not like they inject the syrup themselves. Like, <laughs> right. there's no way they do. They're not it's sitting so, in the back, like, with needles. It's firing probably it equivalently as easy as making a as making a hash brown. Right. It up. So, like, I get that it's kind of more of like an exclusive item, but still, is it really? Like, is I it? I think really? they maybe market it as an exclusive item. I don't think it is though. Like, if yeah, there's no way they like, make them there. So I I, I say like. Kind of a travesty, man. They should just stop marketing all day breakfast if not going to follow through with their word. Yeah, it's not all day breakfast, guys. You're liars. You're just big, fat, phony liars, McDonald's. But unless you want to sponsor us, then you're great. We love <laughs> yeah. you. We'll take <laughs> well, all the sponsorship we can get. But uh, speaking of sponsorship, Philly. Well, yeah. speaking of I should, should partnership. Say partnership. Partnership. Yeah. We talked a little bit about last episode this this great new application called the Beer with Me. Yeah. And basically what it is, is every time you're drinking or whenever you want it, you just like hop on the app, tap the little beer glass, it fills up and notifies all your friends that you're cracking open a cold one. And they can send you little messages being like, hey, cheers, like beers later today. Can I join? Just little like short messages like that. And you can see them on the map where they are. Helps you link up with your friends. Just kind of prompts a little like, I don't know, reason to just like get in touch with your buddy. And, and yeah, it's not like you're going to FaceTime your buddy and be like, beers later. Just like, <laughs> it really never happens. So. I think it's a good way to just kind of prompt uh, some conversation and then get in touch with your buddies over quarantine. Yeah, that's buddy, what, like, we, yeah. I found uh, that for like friends from school and stuff, especially since being home after leaving, like you fire out, oh, that you're drinking beer. And then everybody starts sending you messages like cheers, cheers, like people that you haven't like talked to since you before you left. Everybody's firing each other messages. So it's, it is a kind of cool way to like get in touch with people. So again, even just in a slight way. Yeah, and like so, we we thought it was a sick idea, and we got in touch with them. And our buddies from Sweden, uh, I think it was Jonas, Jonas, and uh, Henrik, I believe, uh, are the two people that we've corresponded with. But basically, they're three buddies out of Sweden. They seem like great dudes, just based on our email conversations. But uh, we are announcing that we're partnering with Beer with Me. Yeah, Beer very me, exciting. Great app, very exciting. Um, and yo, we'll probably announce that on the IG at some point this week. Yep. Super excited! Our, our first podcast partnership but uh everybody should uh should add us so once you download the app add us we'll probably put out on uh on our instagram and social media and stuff what our usernames are and like our little barcode or whatever so you can scan it and add us and then send us messages let us know when you're drinking fire us a cheers like love to know who downloaded the app what you think of it but yeah we're pretty excited yeah man it's uh it's big news big things coming more big things to follow so we're uh i don't know when we come up man exciting news so boys kent you uh you go to dalhousie i think i mentioned that in one of the previous episodes and uh everything in halifax is opening up again 
Yep. So you you were home after like once the quarantine started, you left school, you came back home, but uh, you're about to head back. Like, how excited are you to get to go back to somewhere where life is pretty much back to normal? Uh, I mean, that's a tough question because like, I mean, I love being home and I don't get to see the family very often, especially you boys and stuff like that. So it's always nice to come home and be able to drink with the guys. But as soon as Halifax opened up, it was kind of like, all right, when am I booking the flight? I, I need to get back out there because here you can, even now it's starting to open up a bit, but you can't really go out and do much. You can't have the same environment of social interaction where I see Snapchats with my friends in Halifax and they're like cruising around on a boat and they're going to the bar. Everyone's dancing and singing, like having a great time. They haven't had a case for over two weeks now, I think, or something like that. So they've been completely yeah. Corona free. And uh, I'm definitely excited to go back there, be back out on the own because on my own because living under the parents roof is is great and all you know free food but it's not the same yeah there's got an expiry date 22 year old is a 22 year old like living with your parents definitely has an expiry date i'll be leaving in about a week so one last week to kind of soak up markham and in ontario but yeah we're heading back that's sick man uh but i'm excited for you i mean i can't really relate i'll be back in the in the dirty loo come september <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd probably take cruising around on the boat and dancing and singing with my buddies in halifax over that so that's uh that's actually huge man and and hudson is uh, a division one hockey player at canisius college in buffalo uh the only thing i know about buffalo is the bars are open till 4 a.m so Hudson, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your experience there well you know Buffalo special. It's um, <laughs> it's got its up, up ups and downs for sure. It's got its bad neighborhoods, but the bars are open till four a.m. There's a nice little strip uh, right down from our uh, our rink where, where uh, you got I don't know maybe five or six quality uh, entertainment facilities. And uh, you know what, four a.m. is reasonable. I don't see why <laughs> it's not open till four a.m. There's absolutely no reason for them to be closing at two o'clock. And um, yeah, like I can't say anything bad about it. It's a great place to party. And uh, you know what? It's, it's on the come up. It, it really is. And what's the, uh, I want to know, like, what's like, what are your plans for going back there? Like when you have to report back for training camp and all that? It is absolutely up in the air. Their borders are still closed. We can't even get back across. Um, that, you know what? It's a nice little break from the game, but yeah, I want to be back. I want to be playing again. So hopefully it's soon. So have you been on the ice uh, at all? Or tell us a little, a little about your training regimen. Uh, first time was this week in about three and a half months. Uh, it was not pretty, like at all. I felt <laughs> like I was playing novice double A all over again in Richmond. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was good to be back out. And, uh, you know, just trying to stay, just trying to stay in shape with my concrete Flintstone workout facility in my basement <laughs> constructed out of concrete plates and wood that's that's all you can do right now so that's all well, you I know, need that's yeah all you need. I know you and Philly were playing in the men's league the last couple of summers uh so were you planning on doing that again if had corona not happened oh yeah we were gonna win a championship like it was <laughs> it was gonna be a cakewalk everyone trained all winter long for their summer <laughs> I was ready to go and um that's got to be the worst part about this whole virus is I can't <laughs> at the top of my game anymore. Like, that's it. yeah, yeah. That's it. It's like you train all off season, all like eight months for this, like three, three and a half month season. And then you just can't play like what it's, it sucks, man. It sucks. It's a heartbreaker. Like you I think, know. you think these guys in the NHL and in like MLB and stuff are upset because they can't get out on the field and can't get playing. Like, 
it's nothing compared to not being able to play some summer hockey. You train eight months of the year. I did all the right things this winter <laughs> myself for this offseason. Like I was a yoga fanatic. I my I was so flexible. <laughs> like no one would have stopped me out there. I was just gonna be the most slippery player you have ever seen. And now I, I can't. I can't prove to everyone that yoga is all you need to be a good summer hockey player. <laughs> yoga is the key to success, eh? Yeah, that's it. Well, hopefully we'll be uh Hopefully you'll be able to head back to Canisius soon and get back on the ice and get playing. But uh, how was your first season there? How did that go? It, it was a blast, man. I uh, I started off, you know, I was I, I'd say I was still on the IR, um, coming off a, a tough knee reconstruction surgery. But um, after that, it was great. I had a ton of fun, a lot of road trips, and um, yeah, you know, we were we're a young team. We should I'm thinking we're getting a championship at least. Once or twice in the next few years, we're so young, we're just going to, everyone's going to come up together and yeah, it's just, it's going to be a lot of fun. That's unreal. What's it like uh, sharing that facility with uh, the Buffalo Sabres? Like, do you see them around a lot or what, is there any kind of interaction at all or what's that like? Yeah, we actually do. They, um, they skate on our, our ice a lot um, for practices. So you'll see like Olafson coming in on his rollerblades that attach to the bottom of his <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Key bank to the Harbor Center, and you're just like, you're in awe. You see them on the ice before us, and you're like, man, these guys are legit. Like, they and and their practices are nuts. Like, it's a it's a battle. Like every single day, they're trying to crack the lineup, and yeah. you watch these guys. Like it, it's legit. Like they they go hard. That's pretty cool. You guys have some unreal facilities yourself that you get to uh, get to utilize. Like what, what, uh, what would you be able to tell us about those? I know there's like different video rooms and the weight rooms in the arena. Is there anything else separate that, uh, that you guys would say like stands out from like even just going to junior hockey to NCAA that you guys have access to? Our, our facility is like just lights out. Like our ranks five stories in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Level with our rinks, this training facility that's just absurd. Like, nothing I've ever seen before. And, I don't know, you, you see, like, the Buffalo Bandits in there all the time training. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we got state-of-the-art video room. Like, it's – like, we're just decked out. Like, we're we're so lucky to be out of that facility. But, um, yeah, it's, it's so cool. You see all these professional athletes around all the time, and you're – you just want to be like them, so you, you do everything you can. So it, And we're set up for that, and it's just – it's great. And our, our up-and-coming guest, our guest who's joining us very shortly, he, dude, on his Instagram, like, he would go hard with the training. And I know now that he's uh, transitioned, transitioned into music, different, different training involved there, too. So yeah. It's just a body, mind, spirit. It's all that. It's all that good noise. And uh, Yeah, pretty cool getting to talk to, to like, an up-and-coming artist. And then, and like, not hearing only, not his only training. an up-and-coming artist. Like, dude, I played hockey with that guy from the time we were, like, eight years old, man. I've, I've grown up with that guy. Literally the nicest guy in the room, too. Um, and I had no, when he, when he kind of like started releasing his music on IG, I was, I didn't even know he sang and I just like play some of his stuff. I'm like, dude, this guy's got the voice of an angel. So I've been following along his career. It's been pretty cool to see him progress, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was cool getting to, um, catch up with him. So without further ado, the lads are ecstatic to welcome to episode 38, Cirillo. The lads are very excited to be joined by musician Sebastian Cirillo. 
So uh, you and I both, <laughs> you and I both played hockey for a long time together. Um, and I, I never once heard you sing. Like not, not once. I didn't even know you were musically <laughs> really talented. And then I came across a video of yours on Instagram, and I was absolutely speechless, man. I was blown away. <laughs> so, were you like a closeted singer? Like, when did your when did your <laughs> shift from hockey to uh, to music? Honestly, man, like I I don't really a hundred percent know. I like growing up and like stuff like that, um, but I never really sort of found like my spark and, and interest for music until I was about like sixteen. I started playing a couple instruments. Uh, my mom had like played very very little piano, and I picked up, I guess a little bit of what she learned. Um, and then I just pretty much YouTube like a bunch of piano stuff and guitar stuff to try and get good at playing instruments. And then once I developed myself instrumentally a little bit, uh, I just went over to, to doing vocals. I guess I got sort of like, just, I, I wanted to kind of like achieve more, right? Like I wanted to, for me, music became like an exploration thing and it was like, okay, let's learn the piano and then let's learn the guitar. And then like both of those kind of were like, okay, like this is great, but I want to put some vocals on it. So I just decided to start doing some stuff and um, yeah, man, I just took it from there. Yeah, like, uh, man, like, when you say you wanted to, like, explore vocals, like, you, you've got a pretty incredible voice. Like, <laughs> did, did you know you were a talented singer? Or did like, you have to kind of hear that, like, feedback from other people to be like, okay, like, maybe I can actually Honestly, when I was when I was younger, that's a good question. When I was younger, I, I didn't, like, sing in front of people or anything. And I didn't really even know that I sang. But you get in those times in the shower a couple times where you're like, you're really jamming like a fucking Headley song that you like or whatever. <laughs> and you know, like you just start singing and I guess like stuff just started coming out. And for me, it was more not even like, I wasn't really hearing what I was doing. It was more like sort of a feeling, like just the feeling of like singing in general. Uh, and then as I started singing more often and I started to, to get a little better at it, I started recording videos and I started recording voice notes and all that type of stuff. And then when I was able to listen back, I was like, Oh, maybe if I do this here, maybe if I do that here. And then it was just all kind of minor tweaking from there. And uh, yeah, we, we got to the point now where we're basically just trying to release a bunch of stuff, release a bunch of music. So do you write your own uh, songs and stuff? Like all yeah. the music and all the vocals and everything, like you write it yourself? Yeah, yeah. So I actually, uh, so me and my buddy, uh, my producer, actually, uh, we had met through a couple of buddies I was playing men's league soccer with. And um, this was kind of after the whole hockey thing when I was about 19, 20. And I met these two guys and they had a stepbrother uh, who was basically making music. And one of the guys had seen my YouTube videos and he was like, holy shit. He's like, dude, he's like, you got to go talk to my buddy. And I was like, all right, I'll go, I'll go check him out. So we ended up linking up for a session. Um, we made a song and we absolutely, like I hated the, the song like at first, cause I was just like, it was the first time me and this guy had met. So like the energy was like, it was cool, but like, you know, when it's kind of awkward still and like singing in front of people and I wasn't like, I, I, it's not yeah. like I went to a school or anything. So for me, I have no confidence at the beginning at this point. And um, I hear the song and I'm like, dude, this is so trash. I call my buddy. I'm like, bro, I just made this garbage friggin' song at my buddy's house. Like I just linked up with this guy for the first time and he's like, Oh my God, let me hear it. And then I guess like I kind of biased him into it. So he's like, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not crazy about it, whatever. And then about a year later, I listened to the song cause I had, uh, got into like studio setup and everything and setting up speakers and all that type of shit. And, um, I was like, Holy crap. I was like, this song is actually not that bad, man. Like I kind of <laughs> like it. And then, uh, the song was called summer night. So we just kind of took it from there. We haven't released it yet, but it, it's probably, uh, going to be released really, really soon in a project coming up, which is really cool. Uh, because we kind of went from like this one transition of us writing, um, together in a room. And then that's how we kind of started learning together. Uh, and it became like this thing that's about to be released soon in a project. So yeah. 
That's it's just pretty funny how like your perspective changed over time, just kind of as you got more into it. Like that's pretty neat. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> it was absolutely crazy, man. And then transition from hockey was weird too, because like it's you're going from one thing where you're out and about all the time, you're always in the gym, you're always doing things on the ice and whatever, and hanging out with the boys and stuff like that. And then music became sort of more like, especially in these Corona times now, even uh, an alone time thing where it's like everybody's staying home, everybody's doing their own thing. And for me, it was like before the Corona even hit. I was sort of getting into that rhythm post hockey of just kind of being alone and, and putting out whatever I was thinking and, and sort of just like feeling good, I guess. And then you get some results from there. Yeah. So you mentioned, you mentioned that uh, this is all post hockey, obviously, and, and kind of the difference between being in the gym. And I know that's something you did a lot of man. Like, I don't yeah, know if you still yeah. work out as much as you did. Definitely you were in not. pretty incredible <laughs> shape, bro. So I want to know how's your fitness level now? I appreciate it. Yeah. My fitness level, I try. Um, so basically I just, I try and skip as much as I can dude. because like when you're not in the gym, lifting weights, the same type <laughs> of a deal for hockey, you got to be burning the fat somehow. And like, it gets hard because when you'll wake up, like some days I'll wake up at about 9am and I'll be trying to work on music and it kind of lasts the whole day. And in between, I'm like, I need at least 15 minutes to go do something. Cause I'm literally sitting in a chair, like walking around in my room or whatever, getting absolutely no exercise. So it's very yeah. different. It, it was definitely like, it actually was mentally, I think sort of getting to me at a certain point because I wasn't eating as much. I wasn't, you know, obviously because I wasn't active, I wasn't hungry. Um, and yeah, man, it was just a crazy transition, but uh, my shape I'd say is decent. I'd say it's decent <laughs> to answer the question. It's definitely not where I was before, but, but it's decent. Uh, so then you obviously don't do as much like physical exercise necessarily, but for, uh, the singing, is there like vocal exercises that you have to do regularly or that you try to do and stuff or? So yeah, for me, for me, I, um, I really just started, I guess the exercises were just trying to practice songs like other people's songs. Um, and then as I sort of got into it and started developing my sound a little bit more, I wouldn't even say there's as many vocal exercises. I have like, you know, done research on stuff and found vocal exercises that I can do to, to sort of make myself better. Um, and yeah, yeah. Like I, I do them from time to time, like breathing techniques and whatever. But right. for the most part, I think it's just the idea of like creating music when you get into the flow of it and you're like repeating things over and over so many times. Um, it's very easy to sort of, uh, get in rhythm, I, I guess. And then from, you know, if you're making a lot of music, then you're obviously going to get better. It's like, anything you do right anything that you do a lot you're going to get better at it and yeah pretty much from that man yeah so you talked a little bit about finding your sound um i know that's that's something that I kind of a lot of artists like struggle with in the beginning uh, so i just want to know can you walk us through that process as well as some of like your favorite all-time artists or or any artists that stand out to you as being an influence okay yeah so um originally when i had actually first got into it i was really obsessed with like people who were playing live guitars and stuff like that um so i would search up like america's got talent and like britain's got talent and all those show. shows yeah i love them man <laughs> and in high school i had like freaking insomnia dude so i wouldn't go to bed till like 4 or 5 a.m so i would literally just be like on youtube watching these videos and i thought it was the biggest waste of time like at the time because i was like dude like it's 5 a.m i gotta be up in two hours what the hell's going on but looking back on it like what i basically tried to do like i don't I don't know if you've ever, uh, if you ever remember, but I used to do like a lot of impressions and stuff like yeah, that man. of like cartoon yeah. characters. Oh, and, hey, can you give us a Cartman real quick? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always been my dream to win one million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. Cartman, I haven't even done that one in a while, but I haven't even done impressions as a, uh, in general in a while, but uh, I got to get back to that. But um, yeah, so basically I did the same thing with singing. I was basically like taking processing the information in my head of like whoever was singing or whatever was happening, how it sounds, and then trying to like basically copy that. And I would do that for every artist until I found enough artists that were similar. So like 
I went through a bunch of people, man. I went through like uh, sort of my more poppy stage where I was listening to like Alessia Cara, Scott Hellman, Khalid, and like taking everything from them. But like, I love Kanye West. Like if anybody knows me, everybody knows I absolutely love Kanye West. Like just his sound in general, like if, if not for anything else. Um, so I definitely take a lot of heavy influence from that. Daniel Caesar as well, Frank Ocean. It's kind of all over the place, like Eminem as well. I, I listened to Eminem and Lil Wayne growing up. So I think that it's, it, it's not really, um, you know, finding my sound, I think took a little bit of time and it was sort of gathering information from everybody to see how they're like being themselves and then to kind of incorporate that into like me becoming myself and sort of just naturally finding your own sound. But yeah. So I wanted to ask about the, uh, the impressions now. Uh, cause I didn't know about that. McGee never didn't bring that up prior to, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. what, like, how did you kind of realize like, okay, I, I can do these impressions. Like I'm pretty good at them. And then, uh, I, you don't have to do other ones, but like what other ones could you, uh, did you figure out that you could do? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. <laughs> okay. So to answer your first question, um, I watched a lot of family guy growing up. So family guy yeah. was like, for me, it was hilarious. My dad was like, when we were five and six years old, kind of letting us watch Family Guy. My mom was like, she's about it. But um, we, like, I learned a lot of Family Guy, I guess. And, like, just from what I do a lot is, like, when I watch one thing or, like, a YouTube video or a Netflix series or whatever, I watch it over and over and over and over again because I just become, like, obsessed with it. So okay. when I was watching Family Guy, like, while everyone's watching the show and, like, what's going on, I'm literally watching, like, how Herbert the Pervert is, like, <laughs> saying what he's saying so I can, like, copy it and say it again. Uh, but yeah, I could do Herbert. I could do like the Peter one, the Homer, Marge. Um, there was a bunch of people just depending on what I was watching at the time. Like I remember in high school at a certain stretch, um, the Avengers had came out and I was literally doing like all the Avengers voices. I can't even remember <laughs> what they sound like or how to do them at this point. But yeah, it would literally be like the laughing stock, like in the middle of the cafeteria. It was like, yo, yo, Cirilla, like do the, do the thing, do the thing, like do the Herbert voice. And then they would just start dying a laugh there. I don't know if girls like <laughs> thought it was, <laughs> but the guys, I was definitely one of the boys. <laughs> Dude, that was a, that was a big hit in the room growing up, man. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, like pull, sure. pull those impressions out of nowhere and like, yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a crowd pleaser. That's for sure. <laughs> So I, I want to talk. Oh, go ahead, Philly. Go ahead. I was just going to ask if there were any uh, impressionists that you actually started watching from that, or was it mostly just watching shows and copying people? Yeah, the one, the one guy I think that really sort of sprung me into it. Well, actually, there was two guys. I think Russell Peters was the first one because I had like an early introduction to him, and the yeah. fact that he was able to do so many different types of like voices, and not even just yeah. voices, like the way that he kind of changes his demeanor to yeah. kind of get people to understand. Oh, this is how you're viewing them in your head. Like he does a really good job of representing how he's viewing them. Uh, and then Jeff Dunham. I don't know if you guys know yeah. Jeff Dunham with Ahmed yeah, yeah, yeah. and like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love Jeff Dunham and yeah. all those guys yeah, yeah yeah that guy's amazing so he's more of a ventriloquist but yeah same thing because like he's changing his voice around and stuff so I was like this is pretty cool I want to explore it and then just a lot of practice in the washroom and stuff <laughs> <laughs> your debut single Sweet Gelato had to, had to get it out there it was only released in April of this, of this year 2020 yeah, yeah and just over a month later already has over 22,000 streams yeah. tell us a little bit about the song like the process behind it and did you get like expect to get that much attention on it in that short period of time? Uh, yeah, man. No, like for me, it was it was kind of a scary process. Like you definitely like becoming a musician, especially uh, going the independent route and like not really having that much of a team around you besides like the couple of guys that you really uh, make music with and, and do whatever you do with. Um, it's kind of like uh, fearing at first. Like you're kind of you kind of are afraid of like, okay, I'm gonna put my music out. What what are people gonna think? And you know, um, I think. 
when I decided to release the music, uh, it was just a very free feeling of saying, you know what, like this is what we were working on. We had had a catalog of like eight or nine songs that we had and we felt like we developed an original sound and we were happy with the music that we were making. Like we were genuinely liking it. Um, so we thought that, you know, maybe we should start putting this stuff out because we think that a lot of people will feel the same. Um, and yeah, we put out Sweet Gelato about a month ago. Um, and yeah, we we're really happy with the progress. We didn't expect anything. Like my thing was, I was like, I want to make like 5,000 streams just to know, like we have a little solid base. Um, and then this morning, I think we hit about like 45 or 46. So we're almost at my goal of 50 K, which was like crazy. Cause wow. I was like, I did not expect, um, that many people to be hearing the song at, at this point in the, in my career, I expected some more songs to come out and maybe, you know, gain some more audience and stuff like that. Okay, so to put that into perspective, I got your uh, your Instagram up here right now. You yeah. posted that you had twenty two thousand streams on May sixth. Yeah, yeah. So you're telling me you doubled the streams yeah. in like twenty days, man. That's pretty yeah. If nuts. you go check Spotify, you can you can take a look on Spotify. It'll probably show you. But um, but yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, we're we're really excited. Uh, we have another project coming out that I announced on my Instagram as well called Mood. Uh, and we're looking at like late June, early July sort of release for that. Um, and then a whole bunch of stuff, man. Like we, we pretty much took the year, year and a half, um, leading up to 2020 to sort of build a catalog of a bunch of different songs and a bunch of different sounds. And we want to kind of give people different feels through different songs that sound different, but also have like a cohesive sort of build to it so that they know it's like the same sort of overall vibe and like person that they're listening to. Dude, that's, that's, that's pretty incredible, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, you, you definitely come a long way from our, uh, from our bag skates at the village back in the day. Yeah. So, I remember those. Man, my, my question relates to that. So now having played both hockey and with your involvement in music, yeah. what's harder? What's harder? Writing a good song or a 6 a.m. bag skate? Ooh, <laughs> uh, ooh, that's a really good question. I think it depends on the mood that I'm in. I've also changed, like, back in the day, I would probably say mentally, like, for me to go to a bag skate, I would feel like I wanted to throw up before going, and all I could think <laughs> about was how terrible it was going to be. And then I sort of got a little bit more into fitness, and once that started happening, I sort of conquered my fear of, um, you know, working hard and stuff like that to sort of achieve something. And I feel like I would be dealing with it a lot better. The music thing I'd have to say is probably a little bit easier just because I, I have such a deep passion for it. It sort of comes a little bit more naturally, I feel. But 6 a.m. bag skates, I don't know, man. <laughs> they're, they're, sometimes they're good. It depends on, depends on who's running the skate. But <laughs> you're nuts. You're, yeah, yeah. That's, that's actually true. It really yeah. depends on who's running it. Yeah. That's incredible, though. Uh, is there something that stands out to you as being like your favorite memory uh, in like your short music journey so far? Like something that sticks out as like a pretty cool experience or uh, something that changed something for you, made you think of music differently or your career in music differently? Yeah, man. I think um, I think just listening to music in general while I was sort of uh, uh, determining what I was going to be doing with hockey. I remember like. When I sort of got out of hockey, I was visiting a couple colleges and stuff like that and to try and find a spot somewhere to go for the next year. Um, and I was getting pretty close to maybe, you know, the school year was about to start and I had to sort of make a decision. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh no, like we're dropping everything. We're going to completely change everything around. I'm stop, not playing hockey anymore. Everything I worked for, like done. <laughs> I'm going to do this now. And my parents were like, what the hell is this kid doing? Like, what is going on right now? Um, but I think just like, Hearing music at the, at the time that I was going through, like however I was feeling in my head, whatever music I was listening to, it was sort of fueling me to follow what I like to do. And at, simultaneously, when I was about 18, 19, um, I was playing a lot of instruments and I was playing a lot of piano and guitar and I was also making a lot of music just for fun. Right. And um, it's sort of, 
I, I guess it'd have to be like the first sort of song that I did, which I wouldn't even be able to remember the name of or like where it is now because I don't like have any intent <laughs> to use it because it was the first song. But for me in that moment, it was just, okay, I could do this. Like I, I, I put myself to the test and I believe that I can do this and with some work that will get better over time and um, network with the right people and just continue to move forward. But yeah. So, so speaking of working with the right people, if you could work with anyone, and release a song with them, who would it be? Oh, that's quite a catalog there. Um, oof, that's quite a catalog. Okay, uh, from, from a realistic... Let's, let's, narrow it, let's narrow it to Toronto to make it easier. Okay, 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 okay. I'd have to say Jesse Reyes, probably. I'd have to say maybe Jesse Reyes. Why Just that? because I, I, I think that, like, vocally, that, 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 we, could, that we could do something um pretty special like i think that, that she offers something crazy vocally like very raspy and stuff like that and i feel like there's a little bit of element of that in my music as well um and yeah i just feel like we could do something cool i i've definitely used jesse rails dude i'd i'd, I'd stream that <laughs> but yeah uh are there so, any like experiences that you had in hockey or like in sports in general that were able to translate to music and like the success you've been able to have in music so far? Yeah, I would say uh, pretty much like every experience of hockey, because I think that it, hockey, if, if, you know, it starts as a sport and then it sort of starts turning into a business. So you can sort of analyze by your play and by the business aspects of everything, like how everything in the industry sort of works and how you get treated in an industry. Um, so I think I take some of the disciplines that I sort of learned from being in that industry uh, and playing with so many different types of people under so many different coaches and just every experience that I, that I sort of had got me to the point where I was at uh, to be able to say, you know, I think I'm, I think I'm ready to, to take this sort of different path or, or leap in my life, which was, yeah, it was, it was a crazy feeling at the time. Like I was going nuts too, but um, yeah, that's, that's what, that's what I would say to that. Cirillo, so we have uh, a few more questions. These are more lighthearted from uh, one of our segments called Mr. Lab. So essentially, they're essentially would you rather questions. And okay. we're going to ask you uh, these questions and what you choose is going to have to be uh, what you do for the rest of your life. Like you can't all right, change. all right. All right, so I'm going to start the first one off. Would you rather be a tree or live in a tree for the rest of your Ooh. life? Ooh. <laughs> I'd say be a tree probably. Really? I'd say be a tree probably. Why is that? What's the reasoning? I don't know. I just feel like... I don't know. The trees just—I like, <laughs> I actually don't know. It just sounds better than living in a tree. Yeah, <laughs> like the guy from uh, Get Smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, just sounds better than living in a tree. So <laughs> that's that's the answer to that question. Okay, uh, next one. Would you rather have Cheeto dust on your fingers all the time, okay, or always have to walk around with wet socks? Ooh, definitely Cheeto dust because I feel like that would taste good. And wet socks, <laughs> especially especially living where we live. Like I guess in, in the GTA, with winters as harsh as they are, having wet socks. No, that that would definitely be like a quick way to catch pneumonia, <laughs> and like all yeah, sorts of other things. So definitely the Cheeto dust, yeah, for sure. 
I think I would have would to go with the wet socks oh. there, just because. Yeah. Yeah, just because like Cheeto dust, like walking around, like even introducing yourself to people. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and stuff that's like, like all that. I can think about is like you're just. Gonna that's actually a good point. In, like, Cheeto dust everywhere. I didn't think of it from that perspective. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think of it from that, uh, from that perspective. Next one is: Would you rather fight Mike Tyson in his prime for oh. sixty seconds, or have his voice uh, enlist permanently? <laughs> that's a good one. I like that one. Um, Hmm. I'm gonna take Think my about your career now. I'm gonna take yeah, my chances should, against man. Mike. Like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I've heard his. I've heard as well. One night in Bangkok remix. It's uh, if, if you yeah. sounded like Mike Tyson, I don't think you'd have much. Of a yeah, career. yeah, yeah. I think I think I'd take Mike. I think I'd take Mike. I like that. You think you'd be knocked out though? I don't think I could knock him out, but I think for no, do you think he'd was, knock you out? You oh, it's, how many out? seconds? Sixty seconds. Sixty seconds. Oof, in his prime, he's pretty fast. I don't know. Um, yeah, he'd probably knock me out, but you know what? <laughs> Got to save the career, man. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The career. I'd probably take the 60 seconds too. I, I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I just, I just like get punched on purpose just so it would be over. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's a good way to go about it too. Just fake the knockout. Early on, just soak one and lay down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. Holy. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so this one, would you rather have every song you listen to slowly transform into all-star by smash mouth or <laughs> every movie you watch slowly turns into shrek oh guaranteed the shrek one that's <laughs> that's hilarious um so me and my boys actually have this hilarious joke like we just joke about shrek all the time i knew this kid in high school basically um and he was, he was like in a, basically he was like a co-ed student. So he had like learning difficulties and stuff like that, but he was obsessed with this thing called Shrek is love, Shrek is life. Yeah, and it was yeah. like this horrible, I'm sure you get, yeah. Well, um, well, when this episode comes out, we'll post the, uh, the Shrek is love, Shrek is life. A little clip. Yeah, that is, again. that is absolutely hilarious. Um, and yeah. he would basically like, while everyone was writing down notes in class, he would be reciting like the Shrek lines from the, <laughs> from the thing. And then he would like whisper them into people's ears in class. And ever since then, like Shrek was just a hilarious thing. So I definitely have to go with the Shrek one. <laughs> That's a good Dude, pick. Yeah, I picked. And Shrek, they're not even bad movies either. No. Like, I, I really no, enjoy the Shrek the movies Shrek are fantastic. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. The Shrek movies are fantastic, but the Donkey. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. <laughs> I, I think I'd pick that one too. Like, I'd rather be able to listen to music as well and like yeah, listen yeah. to a variety of music and like you could kind of limit exactly the movies that you watch more so yeah. if you got sick and tired of Shrek. And yeah, plus there's true. four of them. You got some variety. There's four of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See? There yeah, we go. Pick. Yeah, well, uh, Sabah, I think that just about does it for uh, our interview. I just wanted to say Alrighty. thanks again so much for coming on, man. We got a blast chatting with you. And uh, if you want to take this time now to plug any new projects, your social media, go for it, buddy. Yeah, no. Uh, so we're releasing a project, like we said, called Mood uh, coming late June. We'll have more announcements on my Instagram and other socials and stuff like that. And yeah, we're excited. Where will you uh, Where will you be able to find that? Find Mood. You can find Mood on yeah. all streaming platforms, guys. So YouTube, awesome. uh, Apple, Spotify, and everything else. You guys can find us anywhere. Awesome, awesome. And we will uh, we'll plug out your your uh, social media and stuff so people can find Beautiful. you. Awesome. as well but uh yeah we want to thank you for coming on this has been a blast so 100 percent. thank you guys for having me i appreciate it love the show i watched a couple of recent episodes too and uh the james duffy one had me had me in a good couple of laughs here and there I, I like <laughs> awesome appreciate thank that man much. thanks again but yeah 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 all right guys so that was an awesome interview i mean we recorded it like a few weeks ago now 
Um, so it was kind of a, a little dated. And, and in the interview, we were talking about uh, how he was at like 20,000 and then jumped to 40,000 in just a couple days. I think now, he was even up to like 60 yeah, at some I, point. I checked, I checked recently, and now he's up to like 74,000 on his debut single, Sweet Gelato, which is incredible. Yeah. And just two days ago on June 26th, well, I guess it'll be three days ago by the time this episode comes out. So June 26th, he released a new single called Mood. And dude, it slaps. It's yeah. really good. And yeah, it, it's really good. It's a really good track. Good summer banger to, to get going in the car. Maybe Tim, Tim says he hates listening to himself, so maybe we'll put Tim on it. And, yeah, maybe uh, we'll get Tim listening to uh, Cirillo. Yeah, but dude, up-and-coming artist. It was great to catch up with him. Um, and honestly, I, I could see this guy blowing up, man. Like He's got 17,000 uh, monthly listeners, 74,000 streams on his first single. Yep. It's incredible. This guy's this guy's blowing up, and it'll be pretty cool to see uh, what he's got going in the future, man. I'm I'm excited to see what he's got in store. Yeah, it's it's exciting. So speaking of singing, have you guys seen Will Ferrell's new movie? I have it's, not. It just came out on Netflix like last night, and uh, it was hilarious. I was like looking at the um, I was looking at like the trailer, just scrolling through, and it's like oh like new releases, and I see like Rachel McAdams, and I'm like oh like Rachel McAdams, she's she's cool. I love her. Yeah, she's great. Just <laughs> unbelievable. And then I like look at her co-star, and I'm like, some dude with long hair, like shoulder-length wavy hair. And I'm like, is that Will Ferrell? <laughs> and basically, the movie's like Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell are this like Icelandic singing duo <laughs> that like entered this like European singing competition. And I watched it last night with my brother. Like Demi Lovato is in. It's got a pretty star-studded cast, honestly. Pierce Brosnan's Will Ferrell's dad, and. Uh, like, just gets shit on for wanting to be, like, a folk singer. <laughs> and, like, they enter this contest, and, like, one thing leads to another. They, they, get, their, they get their shot. But, uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely recommend it, man. It's, it's good for a few laughs. I definitely need to check that out. Will Ferrell's all-time favorite, so. Yeah, dude, he's sick. It's, it's called Eurovision, like, the, the fi- like, something about Fire Saga. Yeah, I scrolled, I scrolled past it. It's, it's been trending, like, number four in Canada or something it's like number that. number one today. I'm, oh, was it? Jeez. Yeah, yeah it went up to number one. Yeah, it's definitely good, have to give that a watch. Yeah, you should. You want if you're going to compare that to another one of his movies, like where would you put it on the scale, though? Um, it's um, definitely from not zero like, from zero to Talladega Nights. Oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna rank it with like Get Hard. Like it's not one of his like. Okay, not, not like, a bad movie though. No, not a bad movie. It's a pretty good movie in its own right, but like definitely not like Vintage Feral. It's it's probably I don't know. Yeah, it's probably like it's the lower echelon. What's that sure. Will Ferrell movie where he's doing the the gambling? Oh, the house. The house, yeah. That was like a. Is that what it's called? The house. The house, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's. I kind of put that. I, in my opinion, like similar to a Get Hard scale. Yeah, like it's just like kind of just like C tier Ferrell. Yeah, I mean no, it's the, the prime. It's hard to hit the prime though. It is. It's definitely hard to hit the prime. The high bar. It's pretty wild how like literally everything in life, like everything you do, it's like you reach a peak and then it's just like. Whether it be sports, like when they're prime, and then <laughs> they're prime, eventually you just lose touch. Like it's just like you can't compete with the the new humor. Yeah, it's tough. It is tough. Which is a shame. My peak was probably during that charity game. To be honest, that's <laughs> probably the highlight of my career. Yeah. So in this charity game, like you were saying a couple weeks ago, you guys had mandatory workouts for your charity game. Oh yeah. What? Yeah, was- <laughs> how did that happen? Like how? Okay. Why would you sign yourself up for something that has practices? and mandatory workouts in a charity game and then how seriously did you take it <laughs> honestly honestly okay so it was a big event it was for like the uh children's hospital charity but yeah like i said it's it's just one game 
So there's tryouts for this. And I show up to the trials as being like, yeah, it'll be fun to play in because I'm coming into university. I'm like real fired up, trying to make a statement, like trying to be a big energy guy. And I come out to the tryouts and there's some players that were like, I think one of the guys used to play for the Steelheads or something. Like there's some guys that were just absolutely insane. And I'm like, yeah, I have no chance of making this team. But then you, you look at the, the top guys and compare them to the guys at the bottom. The guys at the bottom could hardly skate. So you're like, yo, maybe I can kind of fit in the middle here somewhere. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so there was four tryouts or something like that. And oh my then, God. Yeah. And then they had, so once you make the team, they had dry land training every Sunday. <laughs> then you had like an honest practice every Tuesday. <laughs> and uh, it was, th- so the tryouts, the, the team got made three months before the game. So you're doing like three oh, months worth of training. That's the best for no life, reason though. whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, like I was putting in the work. I'm coming to practice like after a Saturday night, Sunday morning, just so hungover. And we're doing dry land sprints, push-ups, <laughs> like just nonstop workouts. And uh, yeah, I was telling Philly though, one of our coaches. So we're doing our dry land. We're in the weight room, which is like after we do our whole team training. It's kind of like just go work out, you know, and get in shape because some people were just unbelievably out of shape. I was one of them. And uh, so these two guys are on the squat rack and they're just like doing squats, whatever, like normal weight comes over. Like, what the fuck you got? What do you, uh, what are you guys doing? Pardon my French there. And he's like, they're like, Oh, we're just squatting. He's like, you guys, you never tried the low bar squat? No, I've never even heard of a low bar squat. What's that? So he like throws on another, like two plates each side, just an absolutely absurd weight. And this guy's not in shape. Gets up, gets under the bar, does like some weird stretches with his back, puts the bar like below his shoulders in the middle of his back. So he's pretty much just holding the bar <laughs> with his arms, with two plates on it. As soon as he lifts it off the rack, just crumbles. Just <laughs> hits the deck. The weights get saved by the, like, the catcher. And he's just on the ground, like slowly gets up. He's like, oh, yeah, that was a good rep. Right. <laughs> just leaves the gym. The whole, like, we just started the workout. The whole team's like, where's coach? He just, he's gone. He did a low bar squat, hit the deck, and just went home. <laughs> Dude, I want to know, like, who was in charge of, of sitting in the stands at the clipboards assembling this team? Was it, like, students, or did you have, like, adults, as, like, profs as the coach? A selection yeah, so committee. There was, like, I think there was one person who was, like, a little bit older. Uh, I want to say, like, in the 30s kind of running it. And then everyone else was uh, alumni from, from Dal, and they were, prob- like, pretty young. Like, I would say graduate students or, you know, just older than that. And they had, like, been a part of the game before or something like that. So they, they kind of assembled the team, and I knew one of the trainers, probably one of the only reasons I made the team, uh, Brett Asunia, and he went to Crothers as well. And, uh, but yeah, it was just it was an absurd amount of training for this game, and they were supposed to, like, live stream it like, to our parents at home. They take buses of, like, other, like, the other students in res, and you all come to this game and watch it, and, like, it was wild. There was, it was the biggest crowd I've ever played in front of, honestly. There was, like, at least 500 people in the stands, and I'm wow. like, I'm coming from like a single A hockey, just my dad in the stands, like screaming at the ref, like no, <laughs> no one else in the entire arena. So it was, it was definitely a, the biggest crowd I played in front of personally. And it was a wild game though. Like in the mission, intermissions, we're going in the room, just shotgunning beers, like getting fired up. We're running on the ice and people are like shaking beers at us. Could you, <laughs> was, could you see yourself after you graduate being a part of this charity event moving forward as like the off-ice trainer? Just teaching, teaching the boys of the future how to do low bar squats. You know, honestly, every year around the time that the game's happening, I'm always like, I want to go to the game and just like absolutely lose it in the stands because like, people were there were pissed drunk. Like some people had to get kicked out from security. Like everyone's just belligerent watching these kids go around, but they buy the tickets, which all goes to charity. So it's like as long as they pay for the tickets. 
So um, is that the only year you played in it? Yeah, so it's only only first years. So oh. it's only the residences. So you get like out of the whatever eight residences, like three of the bigger ones make a team, and then like the rest of the five smaller ones make a team, and okay. then they play against each other. We ended up losing actually twice at the end of the game. Our our star players coming down. I'm screening the goalie in front of the net and beats the goalie wide open net and just like hits it off my chest because I couldn't get out of the way fast enough. <laughs> it kind of blew the game for the boys. Oh, but, uh, it was full contact, which is also the first. No contact. way. Yeah. So first contact I've played since minor hockey. So I was just going out there, just leveling kids. <laughs> blast. There was one play. It was pretty bad. There, the puck comes up middle of the ice and the guy's racing for it. The puck goes directly through my legs. I don't touch it. He doesn't touch it. And I just flatten him, open ice. <laughs> yeah, the coach immediately pulls me off the ice. He's like, yo, sit at the end of the bench. You can't have it in the box. And it was, the, refs, the refs were letting everything go, too. Like, people were throwing slashes, elbows in the corners. Were they, like, legit refs or were they just students? And like, I think they were students. Like, they were officials or whatever. They were, yeah. like, students that had refing certificates right, or whatever right but yeah they let everything go like absolutely everything it was a dirty you game tested them. you should have tested them like a four check six feet from the boards just a little tap on a guy's back and see if they're gonna call that. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not gonna lie to you there were some hits that like people were cringing it was like oh can't believe they allowed that one like that guy's probably hurt <laughs> like, my one, guy, one guy got injured and the ref's just like dirtiest hit i've ever seen and the ref's just like no call <laughs> play on the uh the remember that four on four league we played in together where i absolutely ran that guy from behind <laughs> <laughs> that was i was talking about that league the other day great league to play it honestly four on so four summer hockey is a blast yeah so the backstory on that one was we were playing this four on four summer league at ventr which is like no no Pavilion. Oh, Pavilion, my bad. Pavilion. Oh, I played in that league. Yeah, it was Pavilion. Yeah, so it was like the YTNL or the NTHL or something like North Toronto Hockey League. And it was just yeah. like a little four-on-four summer thing. And this one guy on the other team we were playing against was just like wheeling around the ice, being such a hardo, and like we were kind of taking it easy. And he was running guys. It was a non-contact league. This guy was like <laughs> running guys on our team, like literally trying to just be like a young Alex Burroughs out on the ice, being an absolute <laughs> guy. So then his dad, we, we knew it was his dad. I don't know like how, but we figured it out. And then this guy's just getting in everyone's ear, like just being an absolute loser. The dad so, like, was. And I turned to Hudson. I'm like, I'm, I'm taking exception, man. Like, I don't care if I get kicked out of the game. Like, something needs to be done about this clown. So, like, <laughs> I think like he dumps the puck. Or no, like I think Hudson grabs the puck, wheels up center ice, does a little light chip into the corner, <laughs> and this guy goes in to retrieve it in the corner. And I'm just like, probably the fastest I've ever skated in my life. I'm not a fast skater by any means, but like I was on my horse just <laughs> getting after this guy. He gets about like probably three feet from the corner and I I just like level him from behind <laughs> and it was the dirtiest play I think I've ever done in my life but I leveled this guy from behind and he goes sliding into the boards like face first and he like, he's just kind of slow to get up I think I get like a like a five minute major <laughs> and then his dad is just in my ear from the stands screaming at me and our whole bench is like chanting daddy it was a whole <laughs> did you feel like any remorse or you like oh i should no dude no it. remorse whatsoever like i, I just like accepted it. i just walked to the box did my time and like dude you went you went off you knew it and you went off to the room <laughs> you were just gone eh? like that was it did you get suspended like did you have to no, say i was in the next game for sure I, i'm pretty sure i was in the next game oh okay so, I did for a different jersey. I want a Damian Lillard basketball jersey the next game. <laughs> yeah, yo, I need to. I need to mention this, especially now that we have Kent on right now. So, in school hockey in grade twelve, we all decided to play 
we all the boys make the team and we um we, what were we playing oh YRA finals we're playing saint Teresa. we're playing game one in saint Teresa, and we're getting smoked like i don't know what happened i think we just came out really slow we got down early like i got a 10 minute for not wearing. Then we were distracted by their crowd too yeah yeah hudson gets a 10 minute for not wearing a mouth guard which is just garbage like we haven't had to wear them all year whatever and uh (laughs) and it's like i'm pretty sure it's like mid third period or like late it was almost over game was almost over oh was it okay so okay so it was like end of the third Kent gets hit from behind. <laughs> like, a really dirty hit from behind. This is in St. Teresa, and they've got the stands packed with their fans, holding signs like blowhorns, everything. And Kent gets hit from behind. This guy's getting kicked out of the game. Kent slowly stands up, <laughs> skates over in front of their fans, looks at everyone in the crowd, and just dabs. He's <laughs> back to the bench. <laughs> Yeah, that, was, that was a great moment. Plowed from behind. And just I wheeled dabbed. over there so hard and just hit the hardest dab right in the face. <laughs> that was, that was oh, he's being escorted off the ice mid-dab. That was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had playing hockey. Like, that was so fun. That, that, that high overall. school hockey? Yeah, that series was That's, just great. Like, we just, like, they win, and then, like, we knew it was game over. We we're going to take them two games. Yeah, because it was best two of three, and we lost the first game, I think, 7-1 or 7-2. And, like, they were tweeting at us, being, like, talking about how much losers we were, and, like, oh, you guys Twitter beef was crazy. And, like, yeah, it turned into legitimate, like, Twitter beef between us, like, our school and their school. And then, uh... St. Teresa on Twitter. Yeah, and then we, uh... We end up like coming back in the series, tie the game or win game two, tie the series, and then we go to St. Teresa to play that game three, and we packed the stands. It was so much fun, and we dummied them. I think we beat them in that, in that game, like seven one or seven two. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but uh, I remember. <laughs> I remember too. Uh, Kent after we win takes a picture with one of the guys on the other team's ex-girlfriends <laughs> with the YRAA banner. And uh, it turned into, like, legit Instagram beef. Do you remember that stuff? Yeah. Like, oh, it was crazy. Like, Kent posts, posts the picture, and then the guy who it was, like, everybody on their team starts getting involved. We had people on our team, or people from our school who weren't even on the team getting in beef with guys on their team. <laughs> like, guys were saying they're going to pull up to the parking lots and get in fights and shit. <laughs> it was, like, intense. And he was all because Kent posted a picture with this guy's ex-girlfriend in the wire. Well, I, I, I tagged him in the photo, but I didn't tag his actual uh, IG, whatever. I just put like at the guy's name. And then uh, next thing you know, there's all these comments from players on his team who don't even follow me, just like ripping me apart. And then next thing you know, random people from our school who don't even watch hockey or care about hockey are coming commenting on the photo just like we're coming to your school we got cars like i'm bringing all my boys (laughs) we'll meet you in the parking lot that was hilarious because i remember we were uh we were in the playoffs for like the waxers and we come in the room and i don't think oc was playing that game and we're sitting in the room and oc is like in between periods looks at his phone he's like holy fuck boys like you guys gotta look at this right now and kent's instagram is just blowing up with comments of people like beefing back and forth that stuff was so funny, man. That was such a good time. Dude, I'd, I'd like to add that Hudson's younger brother was on St. Teresa. He's probably yeah. the one that they called. <laughs> he probably knew, man. Yeah, that was...
was yeah that, that was just absolute like that was just a terrible move on their part that's not yeah crap. the no mouth guard so cheesy yeah. yeah that was bush league but yeah what a time it was got to go to uh got to go to offsa for offsa hockey <laughs> we're the only team in school history that went to offsa hockey so Congrats, boys. Yeah, dude. McGee bailed out. I did bail out that year. I was honestly probably the biggest regret I've ever had in my life is is not playing uh, grade twelve year school hockey. That was a tough one. Imagine if we just loaded up with everyone who like AP junior that year. Like we would have. Yeah, I wouldn't have made it. Uh, (laughs) It was a late edition. Me me and Gallagher, the door got open for us. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Oh, what a time. Ken was energy guy, though, for sure. Yeah, I remember, actually, Darius was just uh, – one day we were on spare, and Coach Gray comes in to grab his jersey because he signed up for junior or whatever. And I was like, yo, Gray, can I play? Like, <laughs> yeah. come, out, come out next game and we'll see. <laughs> Came out, had a very mediocre history. game, and he's like, yeah, you got I'd, I'd also like to add that I was, I was like, hopping on the ice with you guys in a track suit with your practices. And, like, <laughs> yeah. and then I'd just skip class and come to every single game. And like yeah. I was, I was allowed on the bench for the first half of the season, and then Gray like just didn't allow it anymore. Were you the announcer? No, I was actually. I ran the box for a bit, but I was on the bench for the first half of the season, running the D gate. And then you said something stupid to the ref. Yeah, then I was in the ref's <laughs> ear. We were at like Magna, I think, and you just said something like absurd to the ref, and then you were gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fun while it lasted. Yeah, what well, it was. <laughs> well, uh, boys, I kind of want to get into. Uh, some segments that we have here. We did a little this or that with Cirillo. Um, so I think we, we should get into a, a be better. I want to hear, I want to hear the boys rant a little bit, give their takes on who or what they think needs to be better, especially over the last week. So let's get into our first segment, be better. So Ken, I thought it would be perfect to have you on for this uh, for this be better and get you involved in this one. Um, as as you know, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners know, our be better segment, we kind of pick a couple topics of things that we see in the world that we disagree with or we think these people they need to change, they need to be better, just straight up they need to be better. And the other day you were talking to me about something, you were like ranting about it a little bit, and uh, it's about our friend Anger. So. With, without me messing up the details, I want to throw it to you and let you talk a little bit about why uh, anger needs to be better. Yeah, well, when I think of uh, the whole Be Better segment, the first thing that comes to my mind is just Jonathan Ang. <laughs> and he just overall needs to be better in so many different areas. Uh, the other day, we were talking about uh, Air Canada stocks. I was saying, you know, I think, it, I think it has good potential because flying is going to be a part of society forever. And he was he was so on board with how successful Air Canada is going to be. He told me that he can guarantee me that my stock is going to triple in three <laughs> in two months. Sorry, he guaranteed it. He like put <laughs> a personal of, guarantee that this. He put is- a personal guarantee. I told him that that's the most absurd thing I've ever heard. He's like, trust me, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> update clip from after the podcast was recorded hi guys and i just needed to mention that since ang's made his amazingly wise guarantee of air canada tripling in two months air canada's stock has just absolutely plummeted despite ang's insane wisdom and recommendations on stock i just want to say ang you got to be better bro you need to be better air canada is gonna so i think you know 
Aang just overall needs to be better. The other yeah. outrageous thing you said was that, and then you were there for this. Uh, yeah. He said that twenty twenty one thousand dollars, and he could buy all of our friends' cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, and he was dead convinced that it was a legit thing that he could do with twenty one thousand dollars. <laughs> He's like, "No, trust me. Like, I can get all the boys' cars. I can get all the boys' cars with that much." <laughs> like, what car are you getting us? <laughs> He's gonna get us like some fucking beat down, shitty like Honda Civic from nineteen ninety eight. Ford Focus with crank windows. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, that was pretty absurd. So, Anger, be better, man. Just please be better. For your own sake, for our sake, be better. Um, okay. Dude, I got one. I got one. That, McGee, you got one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, w- I was watching TV as I do most days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there's this commercial that came on. It's called from this app called Babbel. And it's I guess it's like a Duolingo type, type of deal where they teach you another language. And in this commercial, they're like, oh, I learned French and like now I can travel to uh, France and, and Quebec and I'm like, I've, my proficiency in French has increased. And then they, you see him like this little montage of him like following along with the app. And then at the end, he like, he's at like in France or he's somewhere like in a French speaking place and the waitress comes up to him and asks him a question. And he looks at like the waitress and goes, bonjour or, or merci, mademoiselle. And it's like, dude, if that's, all, if, all, if that's all the app is teaching you, like, come on. Dude, Babbel, if you're trying to promote like like learning French or learning another language, you can't you can't conclude your commercial with bonjour or merci mademoiselle. It yeah, just, it's like, gotta be like a little more complex. The most basic greeting everyone does. <laughs> yeah. just, like looks at the camera and like smiles and nods. It's like dude, like come on. Be better, Babel. Be better. Okay, so I've got one. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago we were talking about uh, the trend where like parents of newborn children and infant children were taking bottles and cups of water and like aggressively splashing it all over their children to this <laughs> crazy yeah that crazy audience <laughs> so this week uh i'm on tiktok and actually my sister megan brought it up to me as well um they've won up that trend as insane as it was before they've won up this trend now they're no longer throwing the water on the baby they're throwing the baby in the water (laughs) so to explain it and i'll put a clip up for on youtube so people can see it but basically like i don't know if they're lifeguards or just parents or who the hell these people are but they hold these like infant children by the legs dangle them over the water upside down and then just throw them in the water and like the kid just sinks under the water momentarily and then just floats up on the top like on its back and everybody starts applauding (laughs) it's crazy i'm like who the hell was the first person to try this out like, could you imagine you're like some swim coach and you say to the parents, this is the best way to teach them. And you just hug the child in the water. Like, like logic is absurd. Like to give anyone permission to like <laughs> drop your infant into water. Yeah, yeah, head first. Like mind, mind boggling. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. The first person who did it. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, like whatever. It's the people who like see that trend and yeah, yeah. replicate it. That's my problem. With <laughs> who who looked at this video and said, you know what? This is this is the trend. This is yeah. it. I'm gonna grab my baby and try that. You know, I feel like <laughs> yeah. people, are, people are now having babies just to like for the TikTok clothes. <laughs> yeah, I need a prop, man. I need to like. I need them. a baby. Yes, I'll have a baby. Yeah, that's so, it's so wild, man. Yeah, TikTok so people just need to be better as a whole. Yeah, TikTok. P 
people, TikTok, baby throwers, be better. Please be better. <laughs> it's a hazardous society. I, I hate cancel culture. Like, I think it's the stupidest thing ever. But yeah, cancel, cancel culture. Can- cancel, cancel culture, but also cancel baby throwers. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's valid, though. Like, I don't that's think that's a cancel. Yeah, yeah, that's a warranted cancel. Maybe that can go on our, our merch when we release it. Just cancel baby throwers. <laughs> yeah, cancel baby throwers. Well, that's a good uh, be better segment. Uh, good laughs a little good good chat about uh how we can fix the world yeah, dude, we're solving, <laughs> solving the world's problems one baby at a time <laughs> so uh now i think it's time to get into our final segment we'll introduce the lad of the week all right let me tell you i am ecstatic to let everyone know the lad of the week is going to be colin sinclair so uh huts and i both know colin Huds, you've worked you worked with him, right? Yeah, he was also my goalie in minor Adam. <laughs> right. So just <laughs> legendary connection. Uh I went to school with Call, played lacrosse with Call, and just great lad, friend of the show, listens in. He was telling me about some of the episodes he listened to the other day. And uh he was the one who messaged me in about like multiple topics that we talked about on the last episode. Uh I want to give a shout out I want to make him the lot of the week this week because that's so informative that they don't do McRiddles either. Like for me going up there and asking for a hash brown after 11 a.m. at like 11.30 really didn't seem that absurd. Like it's not even really lunch yet and they're not serving hash browns anymore. It's almost like embarrassing to ask for that and then be turned down. And they make you feel like you're in the wrong for asking. Yeah. Like why would you ask? <laughs> it's, not, it's not cool, man. Like, I don't it's not on the menu anymore. Embarrassment. Yeah. Like, and so – Next time I'm like craving a McGriddle and it's 11.01, I'm going to know not to ask for it because I'm just going to get shut down. So being very informative and then also reminding us how uncomfortable it would be to sleep with seven foot long legs. <laughs> like we forgot it. We never even mentioned having to sleep. And you, you said to me, you're like, well, your arms would be like uncomfortable too, but in my opinion, you could like wrap them up a little bit, a little bit more. Like, what would you wrap them up? Would you put a knot? Like, what would you? <laughs> I think you would like bear hug yourself basically, and like use your arms as a blanket. If, like, if your arms were seven feet long, you could bear hug yourself twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So you could like provide a little extra heat. Yeah. But with seven foot long legs, like you're yeah. definitely getting three quarters of your shins and all of your feet hanging off the end of the bed. Are, are you seven up. feet too, though? Or is just your arms? Just your arms. Just seven- your arms. <laughs> so, so like, do I have to be five ten with seven feet arms? Yeah. Yeah. Your hands. So, if I'm five ten with seven foot legs, then I'm what ten ten or yeah. whatever that math is 12? Yeah, 12, 10. <laughs> 12, 12, 12 10. 12 10. 12 10. Yeah. Yeah. But man, imagine giving someone a hug with seven foot arms. You like wrap around their back, around your own back, and around their back again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the arms. The legs, though. Look at the possibilities at twelve. That's what 10. I said, man. I'm thinking. I was the things you could do. Really. Like Olympic sprinter, man, you could run the hundred meter dash in four strides. <laughs> I'd be the best NBA player. Exactly. For two steps, and I could dunk on it either hoop. But imagine <laughs> how uncomfortable it would be going through like a doorway. Yeah, but imagine if you had arms that are seven foot dragging everywhere. Yeah, you'd have the worst. Like <laughs> you'd be a, like, yeah, you'd have the like all the hair on my hands would be burned off. The skin on your knuckles is just gone. Your knuckles, man. You know <laughs> yeah. what? Honestly, I'm just I'm looking now. Not a, not an insane amount, but I definitely got hair on my entire body. Like, 
It goes, it goes right down from my hands into my knuckles. My feet got hair on them. I don't know if that's normal. No, I don't think it's normal. That's pretty normal. <laughs> I think it's normal. My toe, every toe knuckle. Every yeah. toe knuckle. Every yeah. To- Every tone yeah, I think that's one of the more, the more absurd places I have hair. Is definitely every tone. It's pretty good, man. It's impressive. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I got a well, weird mix of jeans in me. My God, we got off track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, Colin Sinclair, a lot of the week. Congratulations, yeah. lot. <laughs> Congratulations. Congrats. So, McGee, I think that's the end of episode 38. We, uh, we had on a great guest with Cirillo, and then yeah. we've had a chance to be joined by these two fine gentlemen right here. You're welcome. Um, Great catching up with you boys. Hudson, great to see your face again. Haven't seen you in a little while and haven't heard from you. I mean, it was, you were one of the original lads. Well, semi-original, I guess. You, you joined after like week three or week four, but yeah. you, were, you, were in, you were in it to win it after that. Um, yeah. You were part of the growth and development of the lads and then uh, took a little hiatus, but you've made your return. You, you, you appeared on the pod and it's been great to have you on. It was nice. I felt like I expressed myself well. Um, yes. <laughs> say what I, I said what I wanted to say, and um, I, I wouldn't do anything differently. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Performance. Man, uh, but yeah, boys, thanks again for coming on. R- had a blast chatting with you. And uh, Hudson and I got a vamoose. We got a patio uh, patio sesh we got to get going on. Well, they- yep. And, uh, but yeah, episode so- 38. So yeah. well, up and coming artist will post his uh his new music. Definitely check it out. Yeah. This guy, big things coming for this lot as well. Not yeah. just us, but big things for him. So Ken, thanks for joining us as well. Good luck in Halifax. Enjoy your last week in Markham. Uh make sure everybody like, subscribe, comment, listen, play, whatever you gotta do. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. You can find us there. Follow us on our social media at Lads and Lawn Chairs. And Download uh, with me. Download Beer With Me and then add us. Yeah. Add us on Beer With Me. I'm going to pull it I'll up right now. I'll be looking forward to see a, uh, a Beer With Me from you guys later, McGee. Yeah, 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 add us. We'll put it out on our social media so everybody can add us. But that's all she wrote for episode 38. That's all she wrote for episode 38. It was a hell of an episode. Yep. Uh, next week, more big things coming. It's not, it's not ending. not done. So join us next week. Same time, same place, same lawn chairs. Cheers, lads and ladettes. Cheers. Cheers. In the summer, I wanna be my baby, but could only be my lover. Told me I've been shady and it I've been undercover. It don't really matter, you can always find another. Late nights, I'm a